Welcome to Sober Doc Coffee, a weekly coffee chat sharing experience, strength, and hope for anyone on the sober road to recovery. You can download Sober Doc Coffee weekly on all podcast platforms and check us out on Instagram at Sober Coffee Podcast and on Twitter at Sober Coffee Pod. To learn more about us and to help support these sessions, visit online at Sober Coffee. Here are your hosts, two guys on their own path to recovery, Mike and Glenn. Let's join them at the coffee shop. Dude. What's up, man? Hey. Good morning from the coffee shop. Good afternoon, good evening, good night. Yeah, it's good stuff, huh? Good totally, stuff man. being here. I mean, you know, I'm glad a coffee shop's open because um, because I, I love 24-hour coffee shops. I can I find myself awake at the most bizarre times these days. I mean, I, I used to... I used to have a pattern, right? So the old drunk Mike, the pattern was you would, it, there was no pattern. That was the pattern because I would drink till oblivion and then I would kind of pass out, you know, get a little rest in there and then get up, do it again for another six, four to eight hour stint and then, and then go back out. It was just, it was bizarre sleep pattern. Now, then, then I went to getting a good night's sleep. So that meant going to bed late, mm-hmm. you know, normal watching the, watching the evening news as they used to do right and then go to sleep and now i'm like up early i love your line where you say you know i used to curse the the sunrises now i now i crave them and and that's how i feel now i I wake up so early and energized to kind of see what the world is going to play out for me so one of the most brilliant things in in my past was i mean i did the calculation the algorithm Mm mm-hmm of how I was going to live, you know, where I was going to get my booze for the day, right? That was a big algorithm. And, and you know, what I should have done, and as I look back, it's crazy, I should have just bought like five cases of right. vodka handles, right? Yeah, right, and just stored them right, right I, in the middle I of the just living room. Them. Yeah, I just, just right stacked the them the up and room. just gone to it. But, but instead, I wanted to try to control, right? I said, mm-hmm. I'm not going to get blitzed today. So I would only I would buy small quantities to try to control how much I drank through the day, mm-hmm. and I mean I'd land up drinking the handle anyhow. Sure, it's just in five other smaller bottles. Well, right? I wasn't was, trying to control anything. I was trying to control. The only thing I was trying to control was people witnessing how much I consumed, right? So I was hide, I was hiding from them what they already knew. Well, that I was, I was consuming myself, too much. So I didn't have any of that, but. <clears throat> um, no, I would, and and so the brilliance was, I had a bar that opened at six thirty in the morning, okay. Mark's Bar. Okay, and and then most of the the other bars around me closed at twelve one or two, right? Okay, so I had that four hours of no man's land. Oh no, right? And you don't gas station sell. You know what? I didn't have one close enough to me that mm. sold it. I would have had to get my car, and by then I was blitzed, and then I mean I was walking everywhere. But I mean, I'd walk two blocks to this bar at six thirty in the morning, Good morning. and I'd be shaking. <clears throat> yeah, you right. Know, I'd be shaking and just get that first, you know, four or five in me, and mm-hmm. then I'd be okay. And mm-hmm. and but you know what? We don't have to do that anymore. No, we don't. I no. mean, it's it, no. it's really really cool. So, um, what are we talking about today? So our topic today is. We're not trying to give Mark's Bar a shout out. No, right. Yeah, <laughs> we're sponsored by Mark's yeah, Bar. Mark's Bar opens at six thirty. Um, boy, I tell you what, come I bring saw, the family. But I tell you, I, I saw that place with lights on one time. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Oh yeah, it's nasty. Oh my gosh! Oh, they're nasty places. All right, so here's what we want to touch on today. Yeah. We want to do our episode on living sorry. Living sorry. Okay. The importance of self forgiveness. I love that. I love that. That's. 
That's pretty deep. That's we're going to turn the light on on something there. Oh, Talk about turning the hey, light I like, on. You know, I like how you, how you put that. So clearly, um, in the twelve steps of Alcoholics Anonymous, right? There's, you know, by the time you get to you know fourth, fifth step, eighth, ninth step, you're doing a lot of personal reflection, a lot of listing, you know, a lot of inventories, right? Mm-hmm. And you start eight to nine, make a list of all people we had being harmed, right, and be willing to make amends. Right, so that's part of that is saying, "Hey, I'm sorry," but it's not just saying I'm sorry because you know people are sick and tired of our words. No, absolutely. Right? Yeah. So it's how how do you live sorry, mm-hmm. right? Um, but so at, at least for me, and, and hey, I've worked the steps myself, and every time I have a sponsee, I work the steps with a sponsee, and so you know I'm making I'm making a lot of lists, right? Mm-hmm. And I do a lot of reflection, and and there's always people's names on there, but. It took me a while to put my name on there, yeah, right. right? So when, when we talk about the importance of self-forgiveness, um, you know, it's something to talk about. So I thought we just no, I love that. It's funny my, about it. My sponsor. So I've had two sponsors in the program, and I I couldn't hi- more highly recommend is yourself one getting of them? a sponsor. No, no, I didn't self-sponsor. <laughs> I have guys that do that. Yeah, That's one right, sure. That, it doesn't work out so I'm gonna, well. I'm gonna. I got my own program. Um, no, I had uh, I had one guy, Pete. He was great. Um, I got him in my second meeting uh, because I was, I was told to go get a sponsor right away. Couldn't ask for a better sponsor. Worked me through the steps. Um, just very encouraging and and uh, and just how, did the right how thing. was he on life insights? Um, it wasn't his job, right? So you wouldn't go to him with just like life challenges? No. No, not right. necessarily. Just focus on the steps. But I got to tell you, what kind of challenges do you have? They, they're greatly reduced when you stop consuming alcohol. I mean, totally agree. A lot of my challenges w- cleared up for me. Almost all of my challenges cleared up. It, it was these things we were talking about this morning that didn't clear up for me. And that was long, long standing relationship issues with both others and myself. Right, but so then my second sponsor, what he what he did when we got through the the fourth step because we worked them again. He said, "Why don't we just go through them again?" I said, "Okay." Well, I kind of felt like I did them. He goes, "Well, it's not going to hurt us, and you're always working the steps, so right. let's just button them up, make sure you're in good shape." Kind of did a tune up on me, right? Oh, a new car tune up, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So we do this tune up, and and we get to step five, and I'm sitting down with them, and we're talking about my resentments, and he says, "Someone, something's missing." And I said, nothing's missing. I, I've told you pretty much my story. I carved everything out. And uh, he said, yeah, you're missing off this list. Mm. And and I the realization hit me at that point, and I was already a couple few years in the program, but the realization mm. hit me at that point that I had resentments against myself. And the big book warns us that resentment could be the number one reason, right, cause of relapse. So I, I better pay attention to it. So okay, it so you, let, let's just set the alarm. Let's put the, the blue flashing light. Mm-hmm. Um, you were years into your sobriety, mm-hmm. at least three, right? Right. I was still holding on to resentments against and, myself. And you worked the program. Yes. You worked the 12 yes. steps. And you still have self-forgiveness that you needed to deliver. That's right. Absolutely. So. Yep. That's a blue flashing light special for for folks out there that, you know, hey, you know, and and that's what I realized working through the program is that it doesn't focus a lot on self, right? right? Right. But, you know, 
I'm also thinking through this out loud, which means I'll hurt myself. But, 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 but if you think about it, early on, I guess if it did focus on self, that's where I would have gone first. Mm-hmm. I would have my ego because I didn't have my ego conquered at that point. My ego would have said, "Ah, oh, forgive yourself first. Mm-hmm. Screw everybody else. Mm-hmm. You know, just you know, fix your, you know, just feel good about yourself first. Right. right. But it's only through cleaning your side of the street. And getting forgiveness and working steps eight and nine, four, five, eight, nine, and and really, you know, getting a connection with a higher power. It's having that behind you, and then it's okay, man. Let me. I've done enough, mm-hmm. and I have enough momentum. I can start to forgive myself. Yeah, and you know, I didn't even know so, how to begin so, with that. But so, 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 is that an event? Or a process for you. It was self forgiveness. It, it was a process, and I'll tell you. And we've done. We've talked about it certainly over the couple hundred episodes we've done. But um, I sought outside counsel, literally, and a therapist, a counselor, to work through the issues. We had a very straightforward relationship. I said, I, I know I'm harboring resentments and and anger about my past deeds. I know I'm doing that, and I need for you to uncover anything that might cause me a relapse. And that's your job. You you need to uncover and help me deal with anything that could be a relapse. My job is to be 100% honest with you. And so we had a great relationship, and we worked through things that really pained me when I was young. And, and I guess the thing for me that was the eye-opener was once, she, once the therapist had me frame out who I was really mad at, because I, I was still mad at current Mike, was mad at current Mike for something that young Mike did. Right or drunk Mike did, or angered Mike did. I, I kind of had to forgive that version of the person who did the harm. I had to forgive that version of the Mike. Does that make any mm-hmm. kind of? I'm no psychotherapist, so but I love that, the way she worked me through it. And I guess yeah. So how does yes. that work? I mean, there's no light switch, right? Right. It's, no. <clears throat> there's no rewiring. You just connect two different wires to two different spaces, and things right. are all cleared up. Right. No. Um, well, let let me work backwards. Where are you today? Do you feel that you have forgiven yourself today? I feel I absolutely have forgiven myself today, but I feel that there are, you know, I've got 64 years of history here. My wife and I were talking about things that happened when we were in second and third grade in kindergarten yesterday. Yesterday we were talking, we're just like, how far back does our memory go? Well, there's stuff as I was talking to her last night that came up and I'm like, holy cow. You know, I remember being angry that I was had to go to bed and it was still light out. And we pinpointed that to be somewhere pre-kindergarten because of where I lived, what I, what I remember around me. So I've got this thing that, so I think, I think my life is made up of a lot of moving parts, a lot of elements, and a lot of history. And there's a lot of it that didn't go the way I thought it should have went. And I drank over that for years. So to answer your question, there is nothing that makes me drink over anything. I don't, I don't, am I, I, I've forgiven myself and I've forgiven the past and I've accepted that I'm where I'm supposed to be today because of everything that happened. I, I, maybe that's it. Maybe it's just a turn of a, it's a turn of approach. I'm no longer, I don't, I don't need forgiveness because I have acceptance. That's probably was the oh, point like for me. <clears throat> so, man, this is a great topic. Um, I heard a song last night that took me back to 
uh, eighth grade, and I was in a hospital. Star Spangled Banner when that first came out? No. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> uh, no, I was in eighth grade, and, and I heard this song, Baker Street. Oh, yeah. Right? And, and it took me with the sax, and I love the sure. sax. But it took me right back to a hospital bed, mm. and it took me back to a nurse who was really nice to me, and I had a leg, I had a hematoma in my leg or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it took me right back to that spot in eighth grade like I was there yesterday. Right, sure. It's crazy how, it's how the crazy. brain crazy. But as, as I look back, um, one of my acceptance issues is probably the first lie I told myself. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> didn't know it then. Um, but as I worked with my therapist, and you'll relate to this also, is, is I learned early on as soon as I could comprehend that I was adopted. Mm -hmm. and, and my whole lie I told myself is, oh, that's great. I'm with a family that loves me, and this is great. This is great. But, but, what, the, but what the truth was is I had embedded, deeply embedded DNA that I wasn't good enough. Mm-hmm. And and I told myself a lie for years, many years, that, you know what, hey, I was better off. And, and, and then I found out the circumstances, and I was better off. Right. right. Right? But I didn't acknowledge the truth that um, I wasn't good enough. Mm -hmm. and, and that was a weave throughout my entire life. Well, yeah. I, I, how about how about my approach? I mean, I my father was killed in a car accident when I was four years old. I still remember his wake, mm, mm. right? Yesterday, last night, when that's my a memory. Wife and I talk about man. that. It's a memory. Yep. But I was angry at him. It was a car accident. But I was ang I, spent, I spent. So, what did that anger look like you, as a four year old? What What can you remember? Lashing out. How could you do this? How could you leave me behind? How could you not have paid attention? How could you blah 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 blah? You know. Yeah. You left me. You left me abandonment issue, I guess some would say. And this show isn't th th this conversation isn't about isn't about getting to the root of your problems. Uh, I, I guess if I had one message for today, it's work through it with the therapist because because they have a better understanding of how the brain works. Um, and and even if they don't, <laughs> even if they don't, it felt good for me just to think I processed through this a little bit and parked at the place of acceptance. I can now accept it was just an accident. I can now accept that little Mike was handling it the wrong way, right? I can accept that now. I don't have to be angry that 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 I lashed out at my mom because my dad died, right? But you probably did the best you could with the tools you had right. at the time. And that's that's well, a that, lot of acceptance. That's why right? you got to embrace the little mic. Or, or that's the, why you got to understand right. that. Right. You know? But when, when, for bringing back to our topic of, of uh, living self sorry right? and self-forgiveness is <clears throat> what I found through the steps and what I'm, I'm hearing from you and love your, your perspective is the steps of AA, you know, A, um, you have you know, identified things that we've done, right? Mm -hmm. And and we clean our side of the street, right? Mm -hmm. So that's steps, you know, four or five, identifying steps, you know, eight, nine, you start to make amends, right? And, and I have found when, through the program, A, God has forgiven me. My, my higher power is God, God of the Bible, and, and all that story and, and what's packed behind that, 
I have been forgiven by God. Mm-hmm. I have redemption. I have a new clean slate. That cleans up a lot of crap. You know, like the maker who made me, my spiritual dad, has forgiven me. That kind of puts your self-forgiveness in a new perspective, doesn't it? Right, but I, I got that first yes. and that realization got and that it. connection got it. Got and all it. that work first. Yeah. Then secondly, I did steps eight and nine. And the absolute miracles in my eight to nine step mm-hmm. of how people forgave me. Mm-hmm. And they forgave me not because of my words, but because of how I lived. Did you nine step yourself? I eventually did. Yeah. So I did... You know, I was forgiven by God. I was forgiven, you know, spiritually. I was forgiven by, you know, people who I harmed on my eighth and ninth step. And then I did my own because of the proof that I saw of God and steps eight and nine. I said, if they can forgive me, I am worthy of forgiveness. You are fact-based. I am. I mean, I, I, I just... I mean, it, it had to be fact-based because it made it real. You know, it wasn't just Glenn's making it up, my own program in my head, that, oh, I'm, I'm worthy of forgiveness. Right. That's ego. You know? That's bullshit. I, I, I saw enough facts that, that I said, you know what? I am worthy of being forgiven, and, and I forgave myself. And now when, when I look back at my past and things that I did, not necessarily proud of them, mm-hmm. but, but I have forgiven. I don't. I don't carry them like I do today because the slate's been cleaned by by everybody. It's been cleaned by you know my mm-hmm. higher power. It's been cleaned off by the people I actually did the harm to, mm-hmm. and it's, and then I forgave myself. Right. And how I can't describe how freeing that is. Right. I mean, it feels freeing, right, right? To you? No, totally, totally. And and the fact of the matter is, how can I? Why did I carry it for so so long anyway? Why did I carry over it and I drink over it for so long? Because nothing I can, all I can do is be a better person. I can't change any of that past. I so for to not forgive is ridiculous because again for me, forgiveness is acceptance of what transpired, and why hold on to it? I mean, it's just unnecessary baggage it's like swimming with a backpack full of bricks why do it i think it's a key to peaceful living yes i don't think absolutely. you can live peacefully until you fully forgive yourself right and right. it was funny because just as you were talking i looked down and i flicked off a uh a muffin crumb oh muffin crumb a muffin crumb off my uh off off my shirt yeah. right and and that's almost how i live today it's almost like right because my intentional living today mm-hmm I live better, right? And I'm not trying to screw people. I'm not. Tr- I, I'm trying to be real. I try to have integrity. That's right. And and guess what? I'm not perfect. So there's times I screw up, right? And and when I there's, I have zero issue with people today when I screw up because they see my intention, they see my effort, they see my you know how I'm trying to live, and and when I don't reach out, I'm saying, hey, Mikey, I screwed up, man. I was a little selfish. I talked way more on that show than I should have. You know, I mean, I'm I'm just aware, mm-hmm. you know, and and man, it's just that is a secret. You got to learn to forgive, give yourself. Absolutely, you know. But that's one of the superpowers is being. But it's you yeah, have to live intentionally. It, and yes, with the you know, 
you got to have the right. But I'm telling you, that's a secret. Not forgiving yourself is just, that's that emotional weight you're still going to carry around and, until you get that figured out. Right. And I'm going to beat this drum one more time today. And that is that, and, and I love this about, you know, you and I go to the same church church. And, mm -hmm. uh, and the pastor of that church stood there and confidently said, you know, counseling is not for the weak. Counseling is for the strong. Right? Use the services out there. I mean, go to a go to a talk therapist. Let them who's trained. Let them help you process things. I mean, it's not a weakness; it's a strength. Two thousand one, I had a guy. I was at a party. A guy pulled me aside in, in his office. Yeah, and he saw that my plane was heading towards the mountains. Yeah, okay. <clears throat> he pulled me aside. He goes, "Hey, man." He goes, "I see this coach." Uh, he goes, "Really helps me." He goes. He goes, don't want to be intrusive, but I just, I, I think he would really help you. Right. And I looked at him. I'm like, what? You fool. What? Are you, are you, I need help. Are you kidding me? Right. Dude, I'm me. Screw you. You know, and he sat back and watched the plane crash right inside the mountain. You know, and, and hey, you know what? Asking for help is a superpower. Yeah. Asking for forgiveness. Yeah. You know, I just said to my, my old wife, you know, I'm like, I'm like, hey man. I said, I just want to make sure that I'm touching all the bases. You know, I, um, you know, I'm running hard. I'm running fast. And 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 hey, you know, I mean, well, if you know, if I'm doing something that's kind of against what what you're into, just let me know. Right. You know, and and you know what, I really could. And then I said to her, I said, because I'm really hard, trying hard to be the best man I can be for you. I said, so if, if I'm missing and serving vanilla ice cream instead of chocolate, that's an easy fix. Right, right. right. My, my intentions is to be the best man I can be for you. Right. You know, and, and I, I'm telling you, a way to live like that today is just amazing. The rewards and just the peace that comes from it. That's how I get 90 on my sleep score. <laughs> I wonder what Over, your score would be. Overachiever. Mine? Oh, yeah. 100. No, it wouldn't. I have bizarre dreams. That's another episode. I know it. It tells you all. No, we'll have. Does it record my dreams? That's yes. what I'm going to invent. It, 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 it doesn't record your. I dreams. I want to see the video of my dreams. It records dreams. when you're dreaming. Ah, uh, your dream. Doesn't your show dream. what they are. You're dreaming. It, Life is dreaming. But it shows your your heart rhythms during that dream, and you, really? know, you can figure it. Oh, it's crazy. Okay. Just crazy with the, what technology does. All right, unplug. But it's also amazing what AA does. It is amazing. You know, if I could plug AA, I would plug AA again and again and again. Love you, brother. Love you, man. Have a good week. Forgive yourself. Forgive yourself. Thanks for joining us for today's Coffee Chat. To contact the show, email us at podcast at sober.coffee. If you need immediate help, the AA hotline is 800-839-1686. The National Suicide Prevention Hotline is 800-273-8255. Remember, Mike and Glenn are sharing their own journey on the path to recovery. Any suggestions, medical or otherwise, are their own experiences and should not be viewed as professional advice. See you next week, and remember, there is a solution.